0: Locked Talk Radio. A man decides after seven years, that's why he goes so there for to unlock the door. for well, those around him criticize and
1: Welcome, everybody, to Vibe Time with Jerry and Paranormal Roundtable with co-host David Flowers, Dennis Eslock, and we have Joshua hey. Ford from PSI Paranormal. And unfortunately, John Savage was not able to to get on his phone to be able to join us tonight from the beautiful world of Disney, but, you know, he can enjoy his vacation and enjoy having time with his family, so... We'll see him next time on Paranormal Roundtable unless he's able to somehow sign in and join us. Anybody that ever wants to join us, um, as far as Paranormal Roundtable, we can either send you a link on StreamYard or you just call the number on the switchboard, which is 516 uh, 387 and then you just dial 1 so we'll know that you have a question. So anyway, here we go. How is everybody doing tonight? I go? All right, I'm not talking anymore. David, take over. Thank you, Al.
0: <laughs> Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, I'm busy sharing.
1: <laughs> Josh, how are you doing <laughs> since the last show?
2: <laughs> I'm I'm hanging in there. I've been running up to the house. I'm I'm beat. I had to run up the hill to get to the get to my computer. Second, could be honest with you
3: guys, <laughs> I'm old. I shouldn't be running like that. <laughs> Oh, that makes me feel even worse. <laughs> Earlier, before we even started the show, this asshole who I've never even met says, well, you remind me of my dad. And so now he's saying he's old. What does that make me, you ass white? Older. Older than me.
1: Hey, John Stevens.
3: Hi, John. Love you, Mr. Stevens. I'll see you in a couple of weeks.
1: <laughs>
3: Damn, yeah. Um, by the way, Josh, I'm not always like this, brother. It is nice yes, to meet is. you. He's <laughs> lying. Yeah, I am not, Jerry. I'm not always like this. Yes, Sometimes well. I'm worse.
1: You're that very person that will tell people to shove their uncle out the way and go fuck their mother. Yes, that is you. We we know that.
0: <laughs> yeah, I did that.
1: Yes, you did. Yes, yes, you See,
2: did. That's why, that's why I said you sound like my dad, because my dad... It was the same way. When he was alive, he just didn't give a damn. Oh, yeah. Fuck it.
3: I I turned 50 and the field of fucks that I had grown went barren and I had none left to give. (laughs) Hey, Ronnie. (laughs) Hi, Ronnie. Hey, Ronnie. (laughs) Uh, Hey, Um, Ronnie, can I help you with that camera? Ever want to see a grown man nearly shit in a prison, sneak up behind him and lean over his shoulder and ask if you can help him with his camera? <laughs> <laughs> oh <my God.
0: laughs>
2: I had a, uh, I was on an investigation at old, uh, old South Pittsburgh <laughs> Hospital, and uh, the guys I was there with, they have a death whistle, uh, POV Paranormal, and I'm in the room with uh, one of the other guys, all of a sudden the lead investigator is standing in the doorway and I you know, work, work pointed a completely different direction and he blows that death whistle and it sounds like the most spine-chilling scream. You
0: son of a bitch! <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> we are running in every direction. Oh my god. Right, right behind me.
3: Scared the shit out of me. I have a very similar story but I can't share it because it was during filming. So when that releases I'll share the story. <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, Pampham Park, are your tickets sold out on
0: that yet?
3: Well, I do not know. Okay. Um, uh the last I got was that email that I uh shared in Crop Circle. Okay. Uh, there were three tickets remaining. And that was Monday. So I can almost that tickets are now sold out. Okay. Uh, so I limited ticket sales this round to only 40 tickets. The last time we had 50 guests, uh, and you always end up with the, hey, I want to come it's last minute, I don't have PayPal, I I, I didn't get, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. So we always end up with a, a good sized handful at the door. So in order to accommodate them. Without overburdening group size, I cut it off at 40, <clears throat> with the anticipation that we're still going to end up with probably 50 guests.
1: Gotcha. Okay.
3: Um, but either way, it's <laughs> it, it's probably either sold out or you know one or two tickets left. Now I did follow the link and it said it had a big flashing thing on it said low ticket warning.
1: It'll be sold out.
3: <laughs>
1: you don't well, have, you I
0: guarantee
3: don't, it. Oh,
1: yeah, you, won't, you don't have that much. I was just wondering because I had a couple people asking about it, and I didn't know. How are you doing, Jason? Hi, Jason. Hey,
3: Jason. Jason can tell about his adventures with Pamplin. It's an awesome rotation, just the activity that we get there. Um, you know, but I, I'm fairly certain it's sold out. Oh,
1: yeah. Definitely. If not, it
3: will be within, you know, probably 24 hours.
1: Mm-hmm. Definitely.
3: But if...
1: Yeah, he said if, first time was amazing.
3: See. I'm trying to find this information. And if you didn't get the chance to join us for Pamplin and you're interested in the cabin on 360, the weekend of June 2nd through the 4th, and, Jerry, you're very much aware of this. Boo-a-Bitches uh, Paranormal supports uh, domestic violence victims. So at the cabin, we've got a group that uh, gets together, uh, Tracy at the helm. We've got some wonderful speakers coming in. Um, Dallas and Holly coming in on Friday night. They're going to do a, a energy circle, a drum circle, and the fire pit will be going. Um... Ryan, of course, will be there with me. We've got Gwen Luckett coming in to join us. She's
0: uh, wonderful
3: to listen to. But, you know, Howie the Hitman and uh, Rhonda as well are joining us. So it's going to be a great time, and all the money gets donated to a local domestic violence shelter. Last year it was Safe Harbors. This year I'm not sure who we're doing it to, but it will be a domestic violence shelter. Hi, Steve.
0: Lake Shawnee, more like Oklahoma. Hey Tyler, how are you? Uh,
3: (laughs) So welcome from Lake Shawnee, Oklahoma, or Lake Shawnee, kind of like Oklahoma.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Tyler,
3: hey brother, I hope you're doing much better, man. I hope you are well on the path to recovery, ready to get up and run marathons. (laughs) Hi, Ronnie. Hi. So, paranormal round table. Shall we dig into the meat and bones of this?
0: Yeah. Yes. But
1: my, my first topic I want to talk about is Mr. Holier Than Now. Dennis is officially holier than now.
0: Go ahead.
1: Simply because... Your trifling tale did not allow a family with children to rent the cabin. What What is wrong with you? And why are you holier I, than thou on that?
3: I, I know. I know. So, um, so it's not just my decision. I don't hold the golden gavel that says this is the rule. I have others to answer to. I have. You know, insurance and everything else that we have to answer to so there's a gentleman out there that reached out to us a while back and he wanted to book the cabins for the weekend he was going to bring his five children at that time the youngest was nine no i'm sorry but you're not allowed we have age limits in place they've been put there by a activity that has occurred um, insurance regulations, you know, things like that. Mm-hmm. And I am not a huge fan of taking children, especially nine years old, to paranormal locations. Now his statement was, Oh well, you know, I was able to rent out trans Allegheny lunatic asylum and do that. Well that's them. Mm-hmm. And that's their damn business. I don't care what the fuck they do. I don't care where else <laughs> I am responsible, along with the personnel that operate the cabin on 360. And it is our decision who and what age group we will allow. If you don't like it, I'm sorry. But stop running your fucking mouth on everybody's post, talking shit about me, or talking shit about the cabin. Take that. I am not one to sugarcoat anything. And everybody that knows me, will tell you exactly that. And I have told this individual, and that's why he is now blocked from the cabinet on 360 page, because he wanted to run his little fucking gap. every time we put a post out, oh, do you let children in now? No, we will never let children in. Why? There is something in the basement there that attacks people. There is something in there that attacks full-grown-ass adults. There is something in there that makes full-grown-ass men want to beat up on their own family.
1: Mm-hmm. You're not you playing
3: this game with me, hey Sullivan. I am not letting you, you and your well? children rent <laughs> the cabin. So knock your shit off. I'm not holier than anybody. I just have rules and policies in place, and I'm not willing to risk my insurance and everything else for you to bring your kids.
0: Mm-hmm. There, there. Hey,
3: Vanessa. Uh, uh, I, I don't believe
2: kids belong. Yeah, I don't believe kids belong on Investigation
0: anyhow. Yes, At we least. know. <laughs> yeah. yeah,
3: I know, See, Sullivan. That's what started this. Is that <laughs> yeah. smart ass up in the corner telling me. All right, now, Mr. Holier, then now it's your turn.
1: <laughs> I just had to clarify. I wanted some clarification um, on what was going on. I just needed some clarification. And it's, it's a good topic. Because some people think it's okay to, to bring kids on an investigation, and some people don't. And I want people's opinion.
2: Well, I'll tell they you, are. I've taken my son on investigations, but it's places hey, I've been to before. You know, he's, he's 11, and and I've been to a location. It's a very safe location where you, you get cold spots. You might get an EVP, you know, nothing big. But I Dennis, if you've got something in the basement
3: that's attacking people, I mean, that is not... Just- no, it, it, it truly isn't. And I mean, I've got no problem with places like, you know, Hanover Tavern is a wonderful location. They've got great activity. You get to go across the road sometimes, depending on the event, over to the Old Stone Jail. Uh, you know, I wouldn't take a child to St. Elban Sanatorium. And, right. you know... In the twenty plus years that I've been doing this, I got the shit scared out of me twice. One was Saint Alban Sanatorium and the other's the Cabinet three sixty. And I equate those two kind of the same. There is something there that you just can't explain and you have no business taking a child there. Go book St. Alban Sanatorium, bro. I have more power too, you, But yeah. it's not it's not happening at my location. Right. Yeah. I would agree. Yeah.
2: The smart decision. I mean, I know kids want to go. But like my son, he's, you know, well, both my kids are are interested in the paranormal.
3: Oh, man. And
2: I and I want to include them. You know, obviously, I want to uh, kind of garner those feelings about the paranormal like I have, but take them someplace where I know that I, I can do nothing to protect them, or there's something that you know, may harm them. Right. But what parent would put their kids in that position anyway? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that's just, that's pretty ridiculous and pretty irresponsible in my opinion.
0: Yeah. yeah, I
3: mean, you know, when I get called from the back of the woods because a full-grown investigator that I have worked with for a few years at this point is on his hands and knees in the rain falling uncontrollably because he felt the uh, emotional energy
4: nail him
3: so bad that he wanted to strike his wife and daughter, who was 18, so don't start your shit, bro. Um, you know, that's an issue. Yeah. Right. I, I wouldn't take a child into that. Let's take a hypothetical. Let's say that you have your children there. I've been dumb enough to allow you to bring your 9, 10, 12-year-old kids there. And you become the target. You become violent because this thing has chosen you to go off. What happens?
1: Yeah. Right.
3: There's already been one violent murder in the, in the house. Hey, Gene, uh, there's already been one violent murder in the house between step-siblings. And, you know, I'm not excusing what Randy did. But I am very inclined to believe that there was something of a darker nature that kind of led him on the path to do that. I don't think it was, as he says in his Department of Corrections intake letter, just the fact that he had done some cocaine that morning. I've got plenty of friends that have done cocaine. They've never said it caused them to have, you know, homicidal tendencies. Right. So – I, I don't think the cabin on 360, especially the brick rancher in the basement, is the place for children.
1: I agree. You know, you want to
3: enjoy it, ghost. on. take them somewhere like Fairy Plantation. There's nothing there that's hey, dark nature. Um, you know, Fairy Plantation is a wonderful place. I have interacted with children spirits there. I've interacted with several spirits there.
0: Mm -hmm. But I haven't
3: interacted with anything there that seemed to be of a very dark nature. Take them down to Williamsburg. Come hang Mm -hmm. out with Dave and Jerry down there at the manor house. There's nothing there that's going to hurt you. Yeah. There's nothing there that's violent, vicious, and manipulative like the cabin creature is. Now, this dude can come by himself and investigate. I don't care, but he's not bringing his children. That's against my rules, against the house property rules, and against the insurance policy. So there's that situation.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Hi, Jim. Yeah. Yeah. I know.
3: I know I'm an asshole for, you know, not allowing this man to bring his 9 and 10, 11, 12-year-old kids in there.
1: Yeah. No, you're you're Uh, a holier-than-thou asshole. Oh, yeah. Get it right. Get your titles right. You know Dave didn't. Dave didn't start God, the. Um, Dave didn't start. Let me just say that Dave didn't start. Open the can of no. I did. I did. Cam said, play nice. David Flowers. What exactly?
3: Exactly. <laughs> just three foot flames. <laughs> but you know. So yeah. You know, Ronnie pointed out, St. Holman says age limits also. Yeah, they're not going to rent it out to a team that brings in 1012 year old kids. It just doesn't happen. I, you know, and dude told me he
4: paid $1,900 for the night for Trans-Allegheny Lunatic son, cool.
0: So he could
3: take his five kids in. And I'm thinking to myself, holy crap. No wonder they rented it out to you. If you're willing to pay him $2,000
0: for a six- or eight-hour time slot, yeah. Mm -hmm. But but also, Vanessa,
3: Gray was 15 before you took him to the cabin, but I don't think he went in the basement for a while. I don't think he went to the basement on his first visit. But we have in place now that it's uh, 16 and above in the basement. I still think that's a little young, frankly.
1: Yeah, I agree with you on that, because I I guess you would have to look at the mindset, too. What is that, right? I mean, I'm sure you look at that.
3: uh, Most definitely. Yeah. Um, You know, I just had uh, Lunar Paranormal spent the weekend this weekend, or not Lunar, uh, Lost Souls Paranormal. And, you know, Larry and Sarah are wonderful people. I've been with them at uh, 585. Um, they've done a couple other locations with me. They've done St. Albans Sanatorium. They usually bring Brooke, who's their granddaughter with them, that's now 12, but she's not able to go to St. Albans. And they bring her to the cabin, but they understand, they know, and they won't
0: go against the rule that she won't go to the house. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm-hmm. And if I knew this guy,
3: I'd rent the cabin in the woods to him, but I would keep the key and and not allow access to the brick rancher. But I don't know him from God. I'm not going out of my way for somebody I don't know. And other than snide-ass remarks, he's never tried to reach out to me to hold a conversation other than attacking me. So 10 pounds sand up his ass. I don't care.
1: (laughs) Jason wanted to know, he's gonna change the subject. If there's any specific thermal camera that makes a difference than doing some research, but all kinds of stuff is out there. So what do you, what is y'all's thoughts on that? Sorry, I gotta I'm trying to read before I forget.
3: Yeah, I think honestly Forgive me if I'm wrong, I don't know, obviously, the full lineup of thermal cameras, but I I pretty much think they all have basically the same technology. The higher the money you spend, the better, tighter, more pixels it'll get, the less pixelated the image, the stronger the sensors and everything else. Unless you're willing to spend big money on one, I think all of the low-cost ones are pretty much all going to be the same. It's like back in the day when you could get a point-and-shoot yeah. camera. You know, a forty-dollar point-and-shoot camera is going to do the same thing across the board, no matter whose name is on it. I think it's all pretty much the same, unless you're going to spend high dollars on a them. Yeah, yeah. they think of them on the
2: lower dollars are made in the same factory. That's the thing: is the the Fleer actual setup. Is licensed out to these companies to make them anyway so the same system for
0: everything it's just it, the, the, the value the, the money you pay is basically
3: based on the quality of the components to build that system but they're all the same system yeah, yeah I, I don't think there's a whole lot of difference in it I mean you're gonna find Well, if you compare apples to apples anyway, you look at its pixel rate, look at its, um, sensor reach, look at, look at the tech details on it, the specs and base. Don't base it on the name. Uh, I've discovered nowadays the name doesn't mean shit. So my wife works in or did work for 19 years in the grocery industry in the supply side of it. Um, if you go into your local corner market and you buy their store brand vegetables, you very well may be buying the top name vegetable Libby or whatever, but it's just relabeled under that store brand. So look at the text specs. Don't look at the name plate on it. Look at the price and the text specs, and go from there. But Jason, that's a good question. I I, I don't know that there's truly right answer to that i think it's a matter of once you look at all the details on that camera what can it do grab the one that that seems like it has the best technical details versus the high dollar ones well i would i would say be careful because
2: you know people like to embellish how good their stuff is sometimes too like clear oh, yeah. clear brand clear cameras uh you know these guys developed the, the the software and and the technical capabilities to do it anyway. You sometimes you get what you pay for. Now I I I don't have a thermal camera. I thought about getting one, but I have lots of friends that have the thermal cameras. Uh, some of them the high dollar FLIR systems. That it's amazing what they do, how far they can see out, how, how clear their their uh, uh, signal is, and then I've seen people with the cheaper player system. And if you're using that to capture evidence or something like that, sometimes finding that better pixel rate and frame rate with these things is is a lot better idea. Otherwise, I've seen some of these things where you're just like, well, it looks like something, but it's so it's it's like taking a picture of Bigfoot. They're always friggin' blurry, mm-hmm. you know.
3: Well, it's not the camera that's blurry. It put itself blurry. It's <laughs> to the another dimension is blurry. <laughs> right, but it's, it's it's like you know you try to take a picture
2: of Bigfoot and it's always blurry. You know what I mean? That that these some of these cheap players, they're it's uh, kind of like that, and, and you get, you'll get frustrated with it. So if you can afford a little better system.
3: side made class A on my recorder and says there was nothing good plain as day there was nothing good I must have played it 30 times out on break everybody's like hey I hear you got a really good EVP up playing it again this is awesome I get home
1: Oh.
0: No. Hello, I'm working, Jerry?
1: What? What the hell? No, I'm good. Told you I wasn't talking.
2: And Dave.
1: I'm saying a word.
2: I've, I've seen shadow figures. Yeah, I've
3: seen seen shadow figures and I've heard things, but not at the same time.
1: Yeah me either.
3: So ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Josh and Dennis show. Feel <laughs> free in the comments to type in any questions you may have. David Jarrett, Jerry are just here apparently to fucking referee.
0: <laughs>
3: Why are you guys here again? if you're outside Oh, my God. We we did not. Nobody warned Josh. The poor son of a bitch. This is trial by fight.
1: stomach growls anyways. Yeah, I, I have to constantly tag them because I can't help it. It's my stomach. It's very active and whiny. <laughs> Shut up. Yeah, be, be quiet, Dennis. Hey, start, you your mouth. Don't start that no shit. We cannot.
2: Just, just don't talk that's all I'm gonna
1: I don't even need talk about before an investigation. I'm telling you, it's terrible. I blame it on the Plavix. All right, Steve White, that's funny. One time, I was doing some EVPs in a basement wearing headphones while asking questions. LOL, my recorder picked up my stomach growling, but I immediately knew what it was. It was no demonic spirit, just a spooky stomach. Yeah. What's yeah, the deal with the
2: orb? The person, one of the persons that heard this growl thought it said, "I'll kill you," but uh, and I, I was like, "How did you get that from a growling stomach?" Yeah. But that's what they wanted to hear. You know. I don't
0: know. What do you yeah. mean?
1: I can't eat anything, John Sullivan, before an investigation and then I sit there with a with a hungry stomach all night cuz my stomach is just tore up at this point with my medications now.
0: Oh, right, Ronnie's got a more question.
1: Yeah. Okay, what's the deal with orbs? I get email photos of PRSs from people all the time. I have lasted but let's see, I have lost a few friends due to my opinion. Yeah, I have two, but it's all good. Who cares? Look,
3: if if you're going to quote unquote lose a friend over your opinion, they weren't really a friend no. before anyway.
0: No. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
3: I love it when the trash takes itself out.
2: I, I'll be honest with you, I hate orbs. Uh I hate orbs because ninety nine percent of them can be explained by a bug, dust Moisture in the air.
0: Oh. Um, orbs now,
2: nothing. do I think orbs actually happen? Yes, but 99% of the ones you catch on your camera ain't it? And I'm
3: glad you, I'm glad you straightened Ledger. that out. That you know, do orbs happen? Yes, but 99% yes. are dust or moisture in the air. Um, I was doing an investigation. And I did this just to prove a point. We were skin coating the office walls in this building. So I've got, I don't know, 11 office walls that we had peeled the wallpaper down. I am covered head to toe in sheetrock dust. We're in a cemetery. And I went outside with my cell phone and I turned the flash on on it. And I just took my hat and did that. And I knew I was downwind. And oh God, I started no, no. to picture, and there must have been <laughs> 5,000 orbs in this thing. And when this is the busiest cemetery I've ever seen, I just wanted to rattle people's cages. Oh, my God, everything from holy crap, that's the busiest place I've ever seen, to was it raining? And I'm like, I now know who's on the less intelligent studied side of this, and who has done this before. Right. Um, That's
2: the thing, is is there are actual orbs, and it's been my experience that when you have an actual orb, you see it with your own eyes. Yeah.
3: Uh, Wow. If you're present. Right, right, right. Um, On a DVR camera, I've got one that Twisted Paranormal captured from their series The Twisted Realm at the cabin that I cannot refute for love nor money. And nobody I have showed it to can refute it. It's literally you see it form outside the window come through the window and turn the angle. But you see it form outside the window. Well and come yeah, through the window. Yeah, that's the thing is if you
2: if you review an orb and there's you kind of meet some criteria with an orb, you can, you can tell real ones from dust. Um, I don't think people understand that even if you have a completely closed house, your house breathes. Yeah. I've never been to a house that is so closed up that the air doesn't move inside. Dust is going to move whether you like it or not. You move in the house, you're stirring up your air. Your dog moves in the house, it's stirring up the air. It's The biggest one for me is people will send you moisture orb, and they're like, "Look at the pattern in it. Well, that's because it's moisture, and that's how it refracts with the camera light. That, that's, mm-hmm. you know." But I've had lots of people. I anymore, if somebody sends me an orb picture, I'm like, "Oh, wow, that's neat. You should take a voice recorder out there and see if you get anything." Right. I just don't even tell them. Look, that it's
3: dust or it's a bug. So you're trying to tell me. That a moisture orb that has shapes and, and you can see a face in it, it's not real? Yeah, that's pareidolia. And <laughs> <laughs> My whole life's been fucking lie. <laughs> <laughs> I have seen an orb, one orb,
2: and the person who captured the orb on film actually saw it. Um, there was a dog in the room who reacted to the orb. And when I reviewed it, the way it moved and just kind of about five different directions, I thought I saw something in it. So I blew up the picture and I saw, most of us will see a face or something like this. What I saw was a dog in this orb. And just so happens, about a week previous, the, the person who captured this video, their dog had passed away. The way it came through and the way I looked at it, I, I really couldn't explain it away as, you know, pareidolia. It's possible, maybe, but a dog, like, it looked like a dog laying down, floating. So I, I really couldn't explain it. So it's possible that that was an actual orb, but I'm just going to tell you, 99% of your shit is not. Spirit. Now, I have on this same exact topic.
0: I have a, a question of curiosity, simply because I, this video came across my newsfeed
3: last week, and I saw it a couple of years ago. It was a life flight helicopter taking off, and it's prefaced with the passenger passed away just as the helicopter was lifting off. And you see the helicopter break ground, and then you see
0: mm-hmm. this white
3: ball of light shoot up out the top.
0: Have you guys seen that one? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. I've seen it. What's your thoughts? <laughs> Is somebody somebody trying to play a trick
2: on you? So it could go two ways. It could be somebody's, you know, messing with the video, adding stuff in. We have great, you know, video programs now where you can add stuff in.
4: Um,
2: I've personally watched somebody pass away and then seen the security camera as it happened and I didn't personally see this but on the camera the basically out of the forehead what looked like a mist type orb um, not real bright but more of a mist come out of the head and go out the window so it, it could be somebody just messing with the video or I mean we don't really know what happens you know, when we die, you have a at that moment. Mm-hmm. You know, at that
0: exact moment. So it's possible, but you never can tell. You know, because it's just so easy to fake stuff now. Yeah. yeah.
3: And this is part of why I did it. So here's what's going on on our chat. Uh, Kimberly says it's airflow from copter upon liftoff. Ronnie, uh, I'm hoping he's, he's smart ass. It was a soul leaving the body, which that shit was real. Mm-hmm. So here's my question to you. We we, we know as we see the blades on the chopper and it's starting to lift, we know we see a white orb shoot straight vertical. The trouble is you have no depth perception on it. Did it shoot here or did it shoot here? Right. And looking at my camera, you can't truly tell how far my hand is from my finger. Mm-hmm. So that's the trouble with that. Um, you know, there's, And like he says, light reflection from emergency vehicles on the camera lens. There was a ton of uh, lights, But there's so many things that people want to believe and that in itself is the biggest part of why there is so much in this field that is all speculative. People want to believe Mm -hmm. that when you pass, you go. People want to believe that when their loved one dies or when we die, they want to believe that it is this bright light at the end of the tunnel and all of our loved ones are there waiting for us. You know, it's this glorious occasion. I don't think we'll ever, until we get there ourselves, have answers of what happens. And I'm gonna put it just like I do any time I speak at conventions or whatever else. When this meat suit dies, where does the energy and essence
0: go? Do I have
3: the option to stick around here and go just slightly turn all my friends' fucking photographs and drive their OCD insane? I would hope so. So um, I know what I'm going to do. I have a list. Yeah, the, the, the,
2: the, the matter of the fact is, that everything we do works on theory. We have no, we have experiences, but we don't have any actual proof of fact of what is actually happening. Um, For all we know, it hurts when they communicate. You know what I mean? It hurts them. That's why they don't do it all the time, or they make it short. Uh, We really just don't know, and Mm
0: -hmm. the only time we are going to know is about 30 seconds.
3: have a list title that I carry. I am asshole. Um, not just to the living,
0: Josh, to the dead also. Oh, to the dead in places I've never been even.
1: Yeah, that is
3: true. Is that correct, Jerry? Yes, that's correct. You're an equal opportunity
2: asshole. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> but yeah, that's
3: I, I think that that is my definition of the Holy Grail. Oh, I know, Ronnie and I love you too, brother. You're You are just truly down-to-earth, good fucking people, bro. You truly are. But I think that's my definition of the Holy Grail, is a full-bodied apparition that is intelligent and can interact with me. That is my definition. Now, I've seen full-bodied apparitions before that didn't even acknowledge my existence. It was just a residual energy and went on its way. Um, that was cool as shit, don't get me wrong, but the fact that the old man up in the loft acknowledged my existence, that's the Holy Grail. Mm-hmm.
2: I, I would tend to agree that that's probably the definition of just of anybody. Yeah. Uh, you know what I mean? That's, that's pretty across the board. Me personally, my Holy Grail, because I've seen that, um, more than once and sometimes when I didn't want to, my holy grail is actually the communication is I want to capture like a full-on sentence that's, I mean, irrefutable of what it's saying. I mean, I'm talking above class A EVP communication that's answering a direct question. That's my personal holy grail. I think, Jerry, you may have been with us that night at the cabin. So, Josh, are you familiar with the cabin on 360? I'm not, no.
3: Okay, so it's a location right outside Richmond, Virginia, in my campus, I and Ryan Jones run. Um, who's there? There was a young lady murdered in the house next door. Her name was Melissa. Um, Six years or so I've been investigating that house. Uh, I did a ton of research on land, documents, and everything else, but I had a public group with me. I was standing in her bedroom with probably eight, ten guests with me. I'm just leaned up, chilled against the sill, holding the voice recorder out. I said, Melissa, are you with us, sweetheart? And there is this sweet little female voice, sounds like she is right beside me, just plain as day, says, I'm with you. If those are my holy grails. Mm-hmm. That, that one shook me to my core. I literally put my recorder on down on the windowsill and told him I'll be right back. And I went outside and bawled because I've, I've investigated this young woman's life so much, and I've spoken with her friends, I've spoken with classmates. Just, that one hit hard. And to me, that was more impressive than, you know, the old man standing at my feet. Because that was a direct response to me, to my question, and that one one hit me like a Mack truck. Um, But, yeah, so Kimberly's had the full-bodied apparitions twice in her life, Uh, three Native Americans in Old House Woods.
0: Um, So, yeah, I mean, you know,
2: you know part of the science and and spirituality come together if we could ever get that to happen um like true science really making an effort to connect with spirituality and explaining it i think i think we'll both be better off you'll never see it happen Mm -hmm. we don't have repeatability well yeah that's the thing is you know, they do they do a lot of studies, like uh, you've heard of uh, near-death studies and stuff like that, uh, astral projection studies that I've read. Mm-hmm. If, if we at least try, we wouldn't be basing stuff on theory. There's a lot of stuff that happens that's very common in the field. I mean, just EVPs. Let's study just, I mean, even just that. How does that happen? Let's study that you would you would be John Steed,
3: I steal your girlie and I steal your weed.
5: is Ryan, and I'm here with my brand-new co-host with the most coming at you from the Forgotten Exploration Studios. We got Austin William Engel joining us tonight. What's up, brother? How are you?
4: Another day in the life. Yeah. Another day in the life.
5: So that was a uh, He sent me an, uh, an EVP that he captured at the cabin on 360 right before uh, we came on, and I'm just like kind of... Uh, <laughs> mind blown type of type of reaction here trying to oh i told
4: you i was like i I saw it and i was like i have to send this to ryan i was like i know we're about to be on like in 10 minutes or so but i just gotta show this to him
5: i love it man i we had a we had a team come out uh last weekend and they did something it was um had like did like a a 10 minute session where all they do is sit there in each room of the brick house and one of the guys who had his uh Recorded EVP on his phone. They were com- in complete silence for ten minutes. Didn't say a word. Went to push play on the recorder, and all they got was static and screaming coming through the recorder, or static and growling, and like heavy breathing coming through the recorder. And uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> I'm like, how the hell did? And they, they went to play it. Went home. They played it for the daughter. They sent it to her daughter. Played it for her. When they went, they went home to. Uh, I guess, break it up into different pieces to to share it with people, the static is actually gone. And all they could hear was the heavy breathing coming through. Wow. So, I mean, yeah, that place is uh, pretty Uh, insane. Yeah, that's that's
4: saying it lightly.
5: (laughs) So before we get started, and I – I want you to talk about all yet about what you have going on. We've got Pamela uh, Sullivan-McCabee in the green room waiting for us. Okay. But since you are the new co-host, you to talk about you have your own team, got explorations. I want you to talk yes, about sir. them. But first, I want to wish you a very happy National Serial Day.
4: How do you know all these days?
5: I mean, it's called last, the internet. Last I look I it up.
4: National Pancake Day. I look
5: it up. I, I, I figured I'll I'll be the source of holidays for you guys. So National Cereal Day. I hope you guys enjoyed it. You guys sang a lot of cereal carols and, you know, had a good time with all your cereal decorations hanging boxed up on the walls and stuff. Decorates your cereal tree. <laughs> Busted
0: mini-weeds yeah. floating
5: around the stands. Yeah. <laughs> the impression of sugar, sugar plums in my head. Um, <laughs> It's actually, actually, this is serious. It's National Sock Monkey Day, guys. <laughs> so, somber day for everyone, National Sock Monkey Day. But I hope you guys had a good one, you know, and um hope you, you hold your family tight on this special holiday celebrating the Sock Monkey. Call your mom, call your dad, just say, hey, man, happy Sock Monkey Day. I'm, I'm sure they'll appreciate <laughs> it them a card so. exactly <laughs> show someone you love them hey wish them happy sock monkey jay
4: so <laughs> a sock monkey
5: <laughs> show them a sock monkey nothing says love like a sock monkey so we got that out the way we got the holiday cheer out the way everyone's celebrating don't drink too much come back listen to the show don't be with your sock monkey later do it on your own time that sounds like something that <laughs> you know that, it's a family show guys come on seriously <laughs> uh, so yeah, forgotten explorations. Let us know what you have going on coming up here the next few months so, and we'll get to Pamela. Two
4: two out of our five um events that we're doing for our Halloween week this year, as last year, the Capitol three sixty were two of the five. Um So this year we are actually going to be doing the Fairfield Infirmary in Ohio and then the Madison Seminary also in Ohio. They're about three hours apart. Um, So we just did that. We're also going to be doing the Ferry Plantation House.
5: Oh, I've been there. Um, Very nice.
4: I'm I'm super excited. And we're working on two others right now, but got to keep it hush-hush. I I don't like jinx and stuff.
5: You don't want to count your chickens, so yeah, I would. Uh, you know, when you when you get more information on what whatever he has going on, be sure, you know, we can talk about it then. Sure. But so yeah, got a lot of cool stuff coming up. Uh, check out their, they got a uh, video series coming up called Forgotten Explorations: Friends and Friends, or something like that. Yep, the Forgotten Friends. The Forgotten saga. Friends talk yeah, coming up here in the beginning of uh, April. True. And yep. uh, they had an interesting, interesting trip to the cabin on 360. Uh, as you can see, yeah. already <laughs> have CDPs flowing from there. So uh, definitely check it out. Um, it's going to be a lot of fun. So oh, yeah. tonight we are taking a little trip, taking a little trip out west to the deserts of Arizona. I was uh, yep. looking. I was like, I need to fix the books and guests. <laughs> I was like, oh, my God, so I started going to do a different Facebook pages. I saw uh, Northern Arizona Paranormal Investigators. I'm like, well, I've talked to one person in Arizona. Um, Bernadette Cox came on a few months ago, mm-hmm. talk about her haunted dolls. And I was like, well, I'd like to talk, learn more about Arizona. I wanted I'm to get more in get more groups from like around the country to come yeah. on the show. So I sent uh, Northern Arizona. Uh, Pamela here, Pamela Solomon McAvee, a uh, message and asked, uh, actually sent a pager message and asked if he wanted to come on, and Pamela actually uh, responded to me, and I'm like, sweet. So we, we set something up, and now here we are. We look super excited to bring her on the show and uh, learn about some of the haunted uh, stuff out out in Arizona.
4: Let's do this. do it. do it. Welcome.
6: Hello. How
5: are you?
4: Hello.
6: Good. How are you guys? Doing
4: well. Doing well.
6: I good, am doing good. Great. Little time difference here?
5: A little bit, yeah. We um we had my daughter came over for dinner tonight and we made pizzas. Yeah. Oh. So, I ate a lot. So, I am <laughs> I am in a food coma right now while we're <laughs> oh, yeah. But I'm super excited to have you on the show um oh, and you. uh to learn more about everything ghostly out in um arizona so let's um i'd like to start off like at the beginning how did you get into the paranormal what was your like you know growing up
6: um i you know i guess i was drawn into the paranormal because i liked um like a lot of history i think it started there and um you know in, in the paranormal field um one things are often layers upon layers upon layers of history that have gone on in a place. And it's fascinating to me to try to peel back that onion and see what's really going on someplace. I mean, you could think it's one thing and it can be totally a different thing. Uh, particularly in Arizona, you know, the native uh, people had most of the land out here mm-hmm. and, um, you know, then we came, we shuffled them off, and uh, then mining started. Then you had a whole new era of that, and besides um, the Indian Wars and things. So there's there's just been a lot of things that have gone on in Arizona, and the state is so big that you have a lot of, like, small areas that have the whole things in them. Um, like Jerome, Arizona is not too far from here. on Sedona, and they will have the mine, part of the mine, open for tourists to see. I don't believe it's working mine, but they have places to eat, like, the haunted hamburger. I mean, you know, it's a little too touristy for me. But, uh, yeah, it's on a big hill. I think it will all slide down eventually. I don't know, you know. But, uh, yeah, so it's been really interesting. I relocated from uh, New Jersey, where I had a team out there, uh, New Jersey Paranormal Investigators. And um, I was also with uh, Dave Giuliano, uh, his group Sanctuary uh, Paranormal, where I learned... um, uh, demonology, actually, studied under him for several years. So, um, yeah. So I also consult with a lot of groups out here that are coming I mean, across things that perhaps are out of their belly, with you know,
0: mm-hmm. and they
6: realize it, which is a good thing, because sometimes people are just like, um, you know, they'll just go around crossing, yell at something, right? They'll just go around with a Bible, something it on the person, and uh, uh, you know, then they leave. And what do you have? Left yeah. With
5: the mess. yeah, you're like, oh, well, thanks for that. Yeah. Appreciate it.
6: <laughs> right, right. You know, um, yeah. No, I'm not not into the uh, haunted doll thing or um, haunted object thing. Uh, mm-hmm. I've had to remove many of those from homes, find them, and uh, be rid of them. Because people get obsessed with them. They just get obsessed with them. Yeah. It takes over their lives.
5: Yeah, that is a that is it can be a problem with people where they just they just uh, they don't know when to stop. Um, It becomes almost becomes an an obsession. Yeah, you know.
4: Truly, it does. Especially in like a field that's so like open. Like we we've only explored just a little bit of this field. It's just like the ocean, you know. Yeah. We explored more space than we have the ocean.
6: Yeah, exactly. You know, discovering there are UFOs under the ocean. Who knew? Yeah. You
5: know? Yeah. and yeah. I mean, it's, that's crazy. Just um, how much how much we've become more open to the idea of stuff than we were yeah. before.
6: Another thing that interests me is, like, dimensions
0: and mm-hmm. frequency.
6: And how, you know, we only perceive a little amount of frequency that's out there. And we're missing so much. I mean, there could be things, that, that's why one reason I think that people see ghosts. I think they may be in a different dimension, and we can't see them in that dimension or at that frequency, so there's so much to be investigated yet in this field. You're right. We're like in kindergarten over here, you know?
4: Oh, yeah. I mean, it, it's, it's, like I said, just a broad field. There, there's just so much that you can learn, and it.
0: Yeah.
4: Um, so how how long have you been doing the the paranormal field for?
6: Um, I've been doing this for uh, over twenty years.
0: That's...
4: So,
6: um, yeah, I've seen a lot of things change, a lot of different devices come along, come and go, mm-hmm. you know. Most of they still hang around. They just have yeah. a button on them or something, you know. Okay. So, uh yeah, you know, um I still yeah, I remember seeing the original um Oh
5: Zach Dagan's show he did his documentary. Oh yeah yeah, but, was, uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that. I remember that too. That was that was kind yeah. of what got me into it. Exactly. Really? Yeah, was was watching that show and. Uh,
6: Aaron stayed in the car. He went to sleep in the hotel. Remember? Mm-hmm.
5: <laughs> that was that was uh, that was that was crazy. That was. But then you have these these shows that it, it's like some of them have become so commercialized
6: I agree.
5: where it's like, you know, more entertaining than, than uh, factual, I guess. And people take, take that stuff as fact, like, oh, this is what, this is what you do when you investigate and right. uh, some of it, you know, a little too over the top. Yeah.
6: I mean, stuff. like now that stays at home. Um, I, I think he can't, fly or something. Uh and sends the other guys out and they have a woman with them now too. And uh he tells them what to do with his computer or he'll like start yelling into the house through the computer, you know, yeah. or, you know, get out of this house, get out of this house. Yeah. Sometimes it gets to a point like you're like, Oh, really? I mean, I don't know. Sometimes, you know, it's more about the ratings than anything else, you know?
0: I
4: mean, yeah, our- or like more like they're trying out for an actual TV show rather than going there for the reasons that they're, you know, saying they're going there for.
6: Oh, yeah. I mean, I remember watching um, a different show that was one of the first ones, and they were placed out in New Jersey that we had done before. And I saw them get a piece of information. It was this little girl, like you could hear her screaming or giggling or something, you know? And at the end of the show they're showing their information and they didn't present that as evidence. So I'm like, Now why? What happened to that evidence, you know? Yeah. Um, it makes you a little suspicious.
5: So, um you you said you're you're from originally from New Jersey and then you moved to Arizona. What was what's the difference? you think spiritually between living on the East coast and then moving to the West or not West coast, but less, more Western, like desert area. Yeah. Of the country.
6: Um, a lot of people, um, (laughs) which is a nice thing. Um, people, some people are laid back and then you have like other groups that are not laid back, Mm
0: -hmm. you know, at
6: all. So, um, you have to watch what you say sometimes. You know? Um, you don't want to like step on religious toes kind of a thing. Is that in the western
5: Arizona or in or in uh Oh in New Arizona? Oh. New Jersey, anything goes,
6: yeah. Is
5: is there more <laughs> of a like I don't know, like a Native American spiritual feeling out there when since it's so open, so like not congested as it is in where you were originally from?
6: Yeah, I think it is. I mean, in Sedona itself, they have—I uh, think that's seven vortexes. Uh, those are those big red rocks that you see, and they formations, and they call it one uh, Bell Rock Cathedral Chapel. They have a whole seven of them. And um, the natives believed that it was a holy area, like there's something spiritual, very spiritual about it, and they did not settle here. They stayed out. So people come to Sedona today to. Go to those um, formations, and um, and there's one, the, the Bell Rock formation. For me, I can actually feel a little bit of a vibration coming off of, so I think there's something to it.
4: Kind of crazy because Ryan like took the question right out of my mouth that I was gonna ask. <laughs> um, so you think, you know, New Jersey gets super cold? Mm-hmm. I'm not, I'm not, you know, too familiar with how Arizona is. I feel like it's like always hot. Something like that. Do you think temperature and weather, you know, has a an effect on the paranormal and the, the spiritual realm?
6: You know, I think that goes anywhere. Anywhere you are. I mean people don't take that into consideration enough. Um mm-hmm. temperature, um, you know, weather anomalies. I mean, you know, then we get into the big orb debate, you know, who wants yeah. to do that. Um you know, and a lot of times there's so many, like, weather reasons why these things happen, you know? And just people are just, they just won't accept it, you know? There are more UFOs yeah. out there. You know? i got to tell you, the skies are um, not, a, a, they're very clear, uh, because it's not as much like uh, pollution, uh, noise pollution, air pollution. Um, so uh, you can even see, if you go to certain areas with night vision goggles, you can see UFOs here.
5: Do so you think a lot a lot of times cause, because it's like, the UFOs are still there above New Jersey and anywhere like East Coast we just can't see it because of all the lights and stuff and it's not as visible as it would be in the middle of the desert?
6: It could be. It could be that. And it also could be that this area may have some sort of an attraction for them. Like if there is some energy with those vortexes, that could be a reason
5: that they're around. There's yeah. lots of different kinds of rocks and stones, obviously yep. out there, and could uh, be almost a magnetic. You know, you're talking about different dimensions and and stuff. Do you think? Um, do you do you believe in the fact that maybe Bigfoot is a interdimensional being?
6: Um, yeah, I do. I do because he. I mean. Uh, you know having this thing just disappear out of nowhere you know and if you can have you know it, it's just tricky with the fact that they can't find any bones and they can you know, they can only come up with scats you know and or or like one hair um they're, they're, they're getting better some of them i think at tracking them but you just haven't been able to in it and like you said it might be having something to do with dimensions that they can put them to another dimension
0: that's a good I've t-
6: never
5: that's a good point about not finding any bones anything you, yeah. you know just you know coming across maybe something that you know or a skull or something that looks
4: anything you know yeah I mean it, it's kind of like an animal you know whatever an animal is to the death they always like go die off up on their own
6: right and well some animals like uh, elephants they have that mysterious bone yard some like they say where a lot of elephants go to die and yeah I mean, you, I mean, if Bigfoot if has it, we haven't found it. But Bigfoot, or they go by so many different names
0: around the world
6: that, and they look different too, depending on where they are, just um, nature adapts, colors, et cetera. But um, nobody found any bones. I mean, you know what? What happens? Do they live forever? I don't know. I mean, just, you know, sometimes they say they're young ones, they see a young one, but you know, they never seem to find any vestiges
5: of them anyplace. So kind of, uh, what kind of places do you, do you, do you like to investigate, um, as far as the paranormal? Are you more into like the houses or the like big buildings? What, what do you, what do you, uh, enjoy investigating?
6: I mean, I've done like the Waverly Hills. I've done, you know, like a lot of the big ones, you know, and, um, you know, can some places be over investigated? That's another question. You know what I'm saying? I, you know, do residents, spirits, there just, you know, get up, tired of people coming in and out and just, you know, just go away for a while because spirits can come and go. I mean, I, I can chase the spirit out of somebody's house and it could come right back in. I mean, there's a chance for it at least. And I can try to set up protections and all that kind of stuff. But, you know, Negative, if you're negative in life, you may be just a nasty, negative spirit in death, you know? And they're, they're a you can I can chase them all day, you know? It, it, it's a chance they're going to come back. For me, I enjoy helping people. Um, you know, we have like a 53 question questionnaire that um, people have to fill out before we start. And um, one of the things also, uh, you know, when we're doing the interview, um, we have them go to a, a medical doctor and we have them, I want a psychiatric report too. Because, um, you know, so people can see things that are paranormal and people can see things because they're schizophrenic. Yeah. You
0: know?
6: Uh, and, all right, okay, so are you on medicine? Are you taking your medication? Are you taking it properly? Um, you know, I... We've gone down this road with so many people. Um, you know, one guy swore that this woman uh, bathed him in oils and did a voodoo curse on him. An elderly gentleman. And, and and he's like, you know, oh, she's getting me ready for a sacrifice and this, that, the other thing. And, and he mentions he's a lawyer. And I say to him, oh, what law school did you graduate from? Oh, uh, he didn't could pick it out. Now, if I went to law school, I think I'd remember, you know. Uh, yeah. And, I mean, and then, it, you know, it just went on and on from there. And I was just like, oh, no, I'm I, I perking this guy. He's going to the Voodoo Society of America in Philadelphia. Because I work within people's religions,
0: mm-hmm. and
6: if he thinks there's a voodoo curse, I'm perking him. You know what I mean? Go there and let them see if you have a voodoo curse on you, because I I really think so. are am on on myself, you know? Yeah, yeah. But so let them know, you know?
5: That's
6: that's but, uh, All kinds of things like that. All kinds of crazy cases. People think that uh, aliens are trying. Like older people, aliens are trying to impregnate them. I mean, you sit there and you listen to these things, and you know, you're like, okay, you know, wait. You feel bad for the people because they really believe this. Yeah. And the brain is tricking them, tricking them most of the time.
4: So, so you you would prefer to go to the only way I can really describe it as a, as a house call rather than, you know, go pay for this location and just sit there and investigate for so yeah. many hours.
6: Yeah. What I'm finding out here is a lot of groups, like, they take hold of, like, uh, locations. And it's, like, mm-hmm. their location. You know what I mean? And it's, it's uh, like...
0: You know
4: what I'm saying?
6: Yeah. Yeah. It's really tough out here. Let me tell you. You've like five hours to go someplace. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. And it's like they own spots. So you have to really network while you're out here. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. The players and the groups and everything, which I've been busy doing. And, um, you know, and then you can go to some cool places. Um, We went to a a YNCA that was like from, I don't know, like, 1903 or something crazy in
0: mm.
6: uh, either in Oracle or Miami, I oh know Globe or Miami, Arizona. And, um, you know, uh, miners used to pay them five cents for a room. And uh, my uh, co-founder was with me. And the guy's like, yeah, they're, and they're kind of nasty in this room. They tend to, like, scratch people. Well, don't you know, we were with the Rassmans that night, Tony and Sherry. They were doing some uh, ITC kind of things. Mm-hmm. And we went to the other room and we sat down. Next thing you know, Ann's like, and then I go to look and it's all red. And then Father says she's like, it really hurts. We go into the other room, kept scratches. So, well. she like, yeah, the guy says it, and she gets scratched in the room, you know? They didn't want anybody there. And I think the reason she got picked was because she had been ill be- like a week before then. And I think her like, um... Her energy was the lowest,
4: and it, it was dampened.
6: On. Yeah, and it picked on her. Yeah. Didn't pick on me or Sherry, who were sitting right beside her. So that always amazes me how they can get—I don't know—in back of you, or do they go through you? Yeah. I don't know about that. Right, right. And they scratch you.
4: Yeah. I mean, I've—I've <laughs> I've been in the field for I'm about a year and two months now, and. Like you said, I I can see that some of these places have been over-investigated. And, yeah. I mean, just because the spirit's there mm-hmm. doesn't mean that they're going to interact. Because just yeah. like us, their energy gets lower.
0: Yeah.
4: So I, I can definitely see, like, why you like to do the house calls and stuff like that and help the people that, you know, it's needed.
6: Yeah, I mean, some people, you know, you can genuinely, you, you can help them, mm-hmm. you know, and like I said, I work within their religious beliefs because um, that's the way that it's done. They, you know, it's got to be faith and intention, you know, that's mm-hmm. going to help them with this. So I can't say, okay, you know, be Muslim and do this Muslim prayer and this will get rid of the jinn. You know, what I I can't do that. You know what I mean? So i could be Catholic, Jewish, whatever it kind of comes to be. I'll check in with people and stuff. Um there's another group that's working on this really interesting thing. Um, I, I like. I think where yeah. they had like Satanists practicing in an area. It's in in Arizona, and um, apparently they've had like these circles and
0: <laughs>
3: <laughs>
6: these circles, and they believe that they succeeded in it. And um, they're using like night vision, not night vision, they're using thermal technology see the energy levels and there's nobody there so you really shouldn't see these energy levels coming out of the ground. And you can actually see them on a thermal. So, um, again it's like a five hour drive for me. But eventually I'm gonna make a drive out there and see what I can do to try to uh to close it, you know, do something because another guy is funny, he's coming along and he wants a lot to let build things right there. And I'm like that's it grains that on a particular yeah. place he wants to build triangular shaped things. Very yeah.
4: odd.
5: So, How long ago was, were, were they doing those rituals out there?
6: Uh, they think these things have been going on for a long time. They're talking like, you know, from the 70s, 90s. I mean, uh, it's, it's really like in a backwoods kind of area. Like you got to take a walk yeah. road to get to it, you know, kind of a thing. You have to know where it is.
5: It's just amazing how something people have been doing that way back then and then the energy is still felt um yeah. today. And uh that's yeah. I guess there's any any place you go where there's a lot of negative energy you can still yeah. you can still feel it um whether it be a prison or yeah. like a, a yeah. asylum or something the energy is still there. Like yeah. caked on the walls.
6: Yeah, and I guess some of it, yeah, some of it's residual. A lot of it's residual. um, And then you have the other ones that, for whatever reason, uh, that's their home, and they have no interest in moving on. I don't know, fear or it's keeping them there. I mean, could be either one. Mm. I mean, that demons tend to gather in certain places, you know.
5: Now, do you do you remember? or can you tell us about your first uh, paranormal experience that you had that really affected you, like, profoundly?
6: Um, I think when I first started out uh, with demonology and I went to my first exorcism, and it was a young woman who had, had, you know, exorcisms are are never one and done. It's just Mm -hmm. not that way. And this person had them done in another state by the Catholic church. And that's a big thing. I mean, you've got to get, you know, doctors, psychiatrists, and the, and the priests has to go up the chain to get permission and this kind of stuff, you know. And get um, a couple of them done by them. But then she moved to New Jersey, and uh, it was like like a, a turf war between the uh, archdiocese, you know what I'm saying? So, um, anyway, it was the first one that I had gone to, and uh we go to the house and it's dark. I'm like, are they? Is she home? Is she home? Maybe we should just turn around, you know? All of a sudden, wham! She pulls that door open, you know, and this demure woman, and she did not look in good health. And um, it was it, it was very interesting. Um, I had later seen a picture of what she had looked like before things had happened to her, and I was I myself my chair. She had been uh, a bright, young businesswoman with her own uh, company and uh, was doing very well. And the way this happened to her was that she had been in this mall, shopping mall, and this group of people, I'll call them travelers, I guess the correct word to use, travelers, uh, had approached her and, you know, oh, you know, I have this reading about you, the psychic kind of thing, and they got her engaged in that. But more so that they actually got to her house and then they gave her something and it was this crystal ball. And the woman said, Keep this by your bed at night and this will help you with your success, your business, your dreams. Well, one night this woman sees something come out of a ball and it ain't no Rolls Royce. Okay? It was something it was something evil. And from then on it was just downhill. People went so far as to steal her car. I mean, it was, the police found in another state. I mean, they just, like, you know, wiped her out and left this whatever it was with her. And, um, you know, we didn't get it out that night. We made some progress with her, but, you know, we saw the progress, we stopped, and then we had to come up with another plan to go back again. You know what I mean? It's like... Mm-hmm. Um, Julian, he's very um he's got sight and he can see certain things. And then we had somebody else here that was like a Reiki master and they could see like a boar head, like something was going on. And it was like almost like an eye, you know, and um so that was my that was my first thing that um kinda of shook me a little bit, you know, seeing something like that. Um and there were like ants crawling in the house, um it was really just like a sad scene, you know, like a bad dream, you know. It really was. Yeah. That that you know made me believe in things. I mean, you know, I I saw it uh, before, after, and you know that kind of a thing. So
5: you, so you you went through all this, and you saw what happened to this girl, and what she went through. When you see these shows or hear people talking about going against demons. And doing this stuff and, and you know, you see what people, what it actually can do through your mind when you hear people talking like that.
6: I I feel sorry for the people if they really have a problem because it's not going to get better for mm-hmm.
4: them, you know,
6: or it's not going to permanently stay that way. Um, there was one case of a guy who was on paranormal state who, um, uh, you know, there's, like, a dispossession, uh, and then there's, like, absolute possession, where you make a deal with the devil.
0: Mm-hmm.
6: Uh, and he had gone to that point. And this guy could walk around uh, tossing St. Benedict's medals in his hand. what was burning him. You know what I mean? And yeah. he was on Paranormal State and went through this whole thing, and they got rid of this thing, and it was gone. Well, it was not gone. If this guy was still alive, and, I think he's still alive in chicken, you know? And he, he he would just, you know, pop up in strange areas and people would see him and uh, he'd be just like waving, here I am. Here I am with the cross on, you know? Yeah. Well wow. it, 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 it didn't affect him. But on the show, paranormal state, oh, that's it. He was, he was fixed. So
4: when... When you hear of locations possibly having, like, a demonic attachment to them and there's these groups that want to go investigate those locations because of, you know, the thrill factor and the fear factor and stuff like that, is there any advice that you would give to those groups to go in there and do it safely or anything like that? Um, you know, uh, you don't talk
6: to demons. You don't address demons. You know what I'm saying? Don't do that because that's like a challenge to them. Um, So, you know, don't start yelling, do this, do that. You know, don't don't provoke. Don't provoke. So um, that's that's a big piece of advice I'd give them. And if something is seriously telling you, get out. You might consider getting out. I mean, I've heard get out before, but I mean, if you can tell sometimes there's something seriously telling you to get out, you might want to get
4: out. Yeah,
6: definitely. And you don't want something coming home with you either. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. Yeah. No.
0: yeah.
5: What kind of um, <sighs> protection would you uh, would you recommend for who are going into dark, dark places? Is uh, like a Asylum or something like that may or may have an a demonic attachment to it.
6: I would say go with something that is of your faith. You know, if you're mm-hmm. Christ, most people are, I think, Christian, probably. Um, I, I would go in, you know, um, maybe with uh, St. Benedict's medals, um, you know, your
3: crucifix.
6: I always carry um, uh, the Old Testament with me. I happen to be Jewish. So I carry that with me because um, the psalms are very powerful. they're very mystical mm-hmm. and um, they they can help ward off things Let me put you that way. Um, so I carry that with me in case I need to break that out you know yeah. um, So I would go with things of your faith and lean lean hard on your faith. You know, and if you get, you know, get scared, back yourself into the wall, give yourself a timeout, or go outside, give yourself a timeout, you know. It's no shame. Just get out for a while, and then go back in, you know, because you're going to, like you say, you're going to lower your vibration, you know, often. You're going to lower yourself, and that's when something's going to hit you. Yeah, definitely.
4: Yeah. Yeah.
6: Yeah.
0: So. Do you,
5: it's um... Do you remember your first like, like really good EVP that you captured that was like, holy crap?
6: I think what's really cool is I love Gettysburg. I love Gettysburg. I've been there, you know, a couple times. I was saying, good. Heard that somebody
4: in the chat talking about Gettysburg. Just saying.
6: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I love Gettysburg, and um, there's a, a house that a woman has that actually was used as a field hospital.
4: And you can
6: uh, go there with um, one of the groups and um, and explore and you know kind of. But we were sitting outside. It actually the uh, Confederate army had to retreat from that position out of that at the field hospital.
0: And we were huge
6: corn rows, corn you know um, acres. And we had a um, one of these boxes, spirit boxes, going and we had a tape recorder by it. And uh, so help me out of this cornfield hear, like, a fight in drum retreats. And I'm getting like goosebumps thinking about it because you heard the drums, you, you heard everything. You, just, you heard the retreat music. And where would music be coming from in a cornfield?
0: Mm-hmm. There's
6: no one there but us. So that was something that, you know, wowed me. It just Gainsburg always wowed me, but that really wowed me. Inside the house, um, we were using the spirit box again and, um, all of a sudden it was rustling around us. People were moving and moving and moving and like, we're in our way or something, you know? Mm-hmm. And the owner doesn't even want to go in when this is going on. Yes, you don't see it. So, um, so we said, excuse me, are you one of the nurses? <laughs> we're like, uh, could you tell us your name? And she's like, Bonnie. Like, okay, Bonnie, thanks. Sorry to bother you, you know? And she went back to doing You could hear, like, hands kind of clashing and things, you know? Wow. Yeah. You were, like, in a hospital. And they were doing operations in the next room, throwing the arms out the kitchen, you know? Throwing the arms and legs out the windows. That's the soldiers with, if you find them, people don't know, but if you saw, see pictures of soldiers in the field, and they're all laying there in a shirt, they're, like, ripped open like this. It's because, and they died. They were checking to see if they were shot in the chest. Because if they were shot in the chest, they were dead, gone. They shot in the arm's leg. War, and so that was we own that one. Um, but we, but you know what, you know, for us, we never find anything bad. I'll tell you right now, never find anything bad in historic place. So anyway, we we met with a guy here in Arizona, in in Sedona, and um, it's a 4.1 acre site, and it's got six buildings. And um, you know, he was a little nervous, and we're still writing the proposal because we have to go for the board and the mayor to see if this would fly. You know what I mean? Like, they don't want to get uh, be known as, like, the haunted, you know, city yeah. or whatever, you know. So, I'm like, no, that's not going to happen. Uh, you, you're going to make a lot of money. That's what's going to happen. You know, we give yeah. all the directly to them. So, And they're thrilled about that because, you know, yeah. they have things like, you know, uh, birthday celebrations and stuff there. And, you know, it doesn't make quite as much money. as something like this. So, that's something we enjoy doing. And people, we give them, uh, uh, you know, different equipment like... Um, you know, EMF meters we bought, and uh, uh, thermal uh, guns that you can use, and try out some of our equipment. They get thrilled with dowsing rods, you know. People get excited <laughs> with those, and um, yeah, so that's what we're working on right now. Uh, and it would be a first-time investigation. Nobody's ever investigated there before. That's just the best.
0: Yeah, it's, it's the best. It's
5: good on, yeah. get out, get out on the ground floor, you know, and yep. Yep. people I'm love kind the, of the like paranormal.
6: paranormal.
4: Yeah. And, oh, yeah.
6: You know they
4: just. And see, a lot of people still think it's like you're in this corner that only the paranormal is in now. Kind of like how it was,
0: you know, 20 years ago. But paranormal is all over the place now. Yeah. yeah. All over
4: social media. All mm-hmm. over
6: TV. Yeah. So I, is it at its zenith? I don't know you know what I mean? Um, you're having like Paraflix channels and this channel and that channel, yeah. you know, I mean, could it go up further? Uh, I probably can. I mean, people keep discovering it every day. That's the thing, you yeah. know, so it's not going away. You know, we know it's not going away. Do
5: you Although, think this will lead to a, or is leading to a more of an awakening for people as far as, you know, spiritually and, uh, being able to see more stuff because they're paying more attention now,
6: yeah, sometimes they really don't know what they're seeing, though mm-hmm. you know the old paradolia takes up, and the orbs come in, and people send us ring camera videos all the time oh. and so you know they have this techno or somebody sent me um like a, a baby monitor, you know, and you hear all this noise on the baby monitor going off. You know, for me I think the i public eye possibility is it's it's picking up um other streams. that so you could be picking up from a it could be mm-hmm. picking up from a radio station. He just I mean he's on expensive things, you know. So you don't know what, what it's picking up. So I said don't worry about it, you know, contact us if anything should happen, you know, we'd be glad to help you.
0: Yeah.
5: So Yeah, those audio baby monitors can be can uh can be tricky because you know, I mean, if you're you hear a conversation that wasn't there, you'd be like, Oh why well, is a ghost Probably, probably you said probably picking up something
6: else entirely. Another
4: frequency.
5: Yeah. yeah.
6: Be, you know, a trucker on some kind of a CB, or I mean you just never know what they could be picking up, you know. Um uh, they have so they have access to more technologies, you know, that can see things and and some people get a little crazy with it, you know what I mean? Then they start believing that you know, things they're really there's they're always with things and things can jump in them and you know, things are taking over their lives and you know, you were you're like, Okay, calm down, yeah, take it one step at a time, yeah, settle down, take so, it one step at a time. Do
4: you do you think it's becoming more like Hollywoodized? So like people are always thinking, Oh, that's a ghost. So that's when it's just the wind or, you know. Yeah. Well,
6: you know what, it, it, like, I like to go to the other side of that coin. Um, Some of these people, and you guys have probably seen this before, they, you know, they put up their Facebook pages, but they have YouTube, and they think that everybody wants to see them investigate their garages. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, they, yeah. these, they have access to technology, like, oh, my gosh, things are going on, you know, and... <laughs> Really, I really don't want to watch you investigate your girlfriend's garage. It's just not my thing, you know? I think you're trying to become like these stars, you know? Um, You know, somebody like John Zaffis is a hardworking man. He is, you know, he's been in here. They call him the godfather of paranormal, you know? He's been around for many years, and he works. I mean, he is at all these seminars. He is, I mean, I would not want to travel as much as he travels. You know, it's just,
0: yeah,
6: it's just Friendly a Lord. lot. It's, yeah, it's really, but he enjoys it. You know, um, uh, I enjoyed the show. You know, um, that he had on, and people still watch it. You know, um, you know, after a while, sometimes, you know, things got a little questionable. It wasn't there, so I can't say. You know, uh, somebody just put a locket in some place where Brian Channel was crawling through the dust. I'm like, hey, I found a locket in here. You know,
5: imagine but, that. <laughs>
6: Imagine that. And Then he started finding all these gold things, and people were like, "No, you can't have my you uh, No, I don't want you to take my that that fourteen carat gold jewelry. You know what I mm-hmm. mean? They they didn't want to part with it, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. So what were you going to do? You know? And they would give it to him. Now, I then they didn't at least they didn't fake it and say, "Oh, please take it," you know? Yeah, yeah. People are like, "No, I'll I'll take <laughs> you
0: know,
6: yeah. it. It's okay." Lady with that down those gold teeth, I remember, in a river or something, you know, and he's like, oh, and they're right in your table, you that's the source of this, he discovered that's the source of this, these gold teeth. Lady's was like, I'll keep them, I'll keep them, it's okay, I'm good, I'm good, you know.
5: Yeah, yeah. So we are um, getting close to the end of the show here, and I wanted to give you a chance to talk about your group, talk about what you guys have going on, and, uh talk about how people can, can uh, get in touch with you.
6: Sure. Um, we have a Facebook page, it's called, um, Northern Arizona, paranormal investigators. And, uh, we do have investigators at different levels and I'm always going to work with somebody that's interested in the paranormal field, um, and, and, and bring them along in their studies. Um. So, if people out there are, are interested, they can contact me through our page, um, Northern Arizona Paranormal Investigators, and, uh, and inquire about membership, you know. Um, we're looking for some new people. It's good to, you know, I just met a lady yesterday online that uh, is, does really well with EDPs. Who can't use somebody like that, you mm-hmm. know? Oh, yeah. So, right? You know? So, um a, a lot of people are interested in what we're planning to do on that four point one parcel of uh, historical ground. So, uh, you know, I'm, I'm pulling in from a lot of resources. Um, you know, psychics. I'm like a little bit. You know, everybody seems, oh, I'm this empath, I'm a psychic. I'm that. You know, I do need some hard evidence. I do need some hard evidence. You know what I mean? Uh, I'd like to, uh, certain people I do respect. I mean, I'll take their input. You know what I mean? But I, I have to have some hard evidence. Yep. That's what you're saying, you know? Yeah, it's, it's so, tough
5: with, with psychic because you really you really got to take the word for it. You got to be somebody you trust.
6: Exactly.
5: You know, so you know that's not going to be, that's you know. Yep. Not going to be yep. bullshitting you. Yeah I,
6: yeah, I think that, yeah, I found two people that have been as a donor for like, you know, 20, 30 years that um, are going to work with me on this as far as a psychic impression would go. Because that can help lead you to certain areas. Yeah, which you're not. You have that much ground to cover. So
0: um,
6: yeah, you know. So it's almost like uh, go get them, you know. So let them kind of, you know, we'll go, go. You know, we'll challenge. Yeah, exactly. Release the hounds. (laughs) Release
0: the hounds. That's what I was
5: getting at. Yes, release the hounds.
6: And so we've got two people that we're going to use for that. And um, yeah, we're we're always looking for. experienced investigators. Um, so, yeah, just hit us up and um, we'll definitely get back to you. Awesome. Well,
5: thank you so much for coming on the show with us tonight. I uh, certainly oh, appreciate pleasure. it.
6: Yeah. And if you guys need any kind of assistance with anything, you know, you know where to find
5: me. Perfect. We'll definitely have you back on here. And All we'll right. learn. I want to learn about what you discovered uh, when you went out to that that spot out where they're doing the devil worshiping. What kind of uh, energy would you be able to get to, uh, you know, experience out
6: there? Because they tried to close um, some of those circles, but they weren't successful in doing it. So um, I'll take a crack at it, you know, and see what happens. And, um, you know, I'm not afraid to do it. It's uh, a challenge. Mm -hmm. It's a real challenge. It's a challenge for me, you know. Just be
5: safe out there.
6: Yeah, be definitely.
5: Take care of yourself and yeah. stay in touch. We'll, I'll keep in touch not. with you. And uh, thank
4: you. I uh, will. Thank you. it good meeting you. It was good meeting you as well. Thanks yeah. for coming on. Sure, sure. All
5: right. We'll talk to you soon. Have a good night. You
4: too. Bye, keep bye. Work, guys. Take
6: care.
5: Bye, bye.
4: Bye.
5: So, how was your first? Experience? Did you enjoy it?
4: Yeah, this was actually really fun to be like on the other side yeah. of of things. Yeah.
5: It's awesome. Next week we've got Lisa Marie from Paranormal Mayhem Podcast coming on the show. I think she's living lives in Minnesota, okay. maybe. Um, but okay. uh, it's gonna be fun. Looking forward to it. And uh, so, join us next week. We'll be back with Lisa Marie from Paranormal Mayhem Podcast. Same freaking awesome time. Same freaking awesome channel. Good night, guys.
4: Hey y'all.